0: Yo, yo, welcome to my podcast, My Two Cents on Life. I'm your host, Coach James. Through my podcast, I will preach and teach you how to live a happy and healthy, authentic lifestyle through various topics combined with my own life experiences. Yo, y'all, thank y'all for listening to my podcast. Let's get started. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to my podcast, My Two Cents on Life. Just want to give a quick shout out to my listeners. Thank you for listeners. And if you're new today, welcome to my podcast. So, y'all, it's it's really, really funny because every single time before I start my podcast, I start thinking of of what kind of story I can tell that's going to relate to the podcast, right, to give to y'all. And and I didn't have an idea today. And so I started talking to my wife this morning before I started recording the podcast. And we had this whole great conversation, which is which happens a lot between us. And and, and, and during that time, it dawned on me what should be the example I should use this morning. Right. And and, and so the example I want to use to lead us to the podcast, the topic, anyways, is that in life we have to make a lot of decisions, right? And and, and sometimes we just, at a point of where we just doubt the shit out of ourselves, where our mind is saying, this is good, this is gonna work, this is perfect. And then your other side of your mind is saying, what are you thinking about? That's the worst thing you could ever do. It's not gonna work for you because of this. You don't know how to do that. You struggle with this, right? And And, and so I say that to say that a lot of times in life, we doubt ourselves. Right. And when we doubt ourselves, we don't know how to get back on track or what to do to even kick it off and start. And so the podcast today is about that itself. It's about having a plan. So when things go wrong, when you start to doubt yourself, you got a plan to resort back to because that's important. Right. And so today's topic is about things to do for a successful fitness journey. Now you could apply this to anything in life, but I apply it to a fitness journey. As I told y'all, this is my second season of my podcast, and in this season, I want to be give give more um, uh, information about fitness, about workouts, about the nutrition side. Because as y'all know, my two cents on life is based on living a happy and healthy life, right? And in in order for me to be able to give y'all the understanding of what that means. I've got to talk about the happy part of it, the mindset. I got to talk about the healthy part of it, the fitness, the nutrition. And then I got to talk about um, everything that encompasses a happy and healthy lifestyle. And so so I said it to say this series, y'all, is about fitness, eating healthy and things of that nature. All right. So today, like I said, we're going to talk about things to do for a successful fitness journey last week my episode was about when you're on your fitness journey, don't sabotage me. Right. And so this is this is definitely the same spectrum of what I've been talking about. But this is something a little bit different. All right. So let's get into it today. Y'all, what does the fitness journey mean to you? And what do you feel like you need to do to be successful at your fitness journey? And so today we're going to talk about just that itself. What do you need to do? Right. What? makes you be successful at it. So number one, think positive about the change you are getting ready to make in your life. Whenever you start a fitness journey, there's got to be some change, a change with the way you eat, a change with the way your activity level goes up or however you see it, a change with the way you think about things. Right. And so with that being said, you got to think positive about the change you're getting ready to make, because if you don't think positive, I'll tell you now, you're definitely going to think negative. So having a positive mindset about the change is going to be great. I hear a lot of people when they start a fitness journey. To me, it sounds like they think it's the worst thing in the world to do. Like, Oh, God, I'm not going to be able to eat my late night. Hot Cheetos. I'm not going to be able to watch Grey's Anatomy and eat my chocolate chip cookies and and enjoy my big bowl of ice cream. Right. And so people associate a change with you losing things in life. But really, in reality, it's you're gaining something in life as well. But we so quick to only focus on the negative versus focusing on the positive of starting a fitness journey, right? You're gonna be more active. You're gonna feel better about yourself. You're gonna have more energy. Things of those natures. Those are positive things to look at, right? So number one, think positive about the change. Don't focus on the negative, focus on the positive, okay? Number two, find your excitement with it. You should be excited to know you're going into a different part of your life. You should be excited to know that, hmm, I'm going to be at the gym four days a week, right? You should be excited to know, mm, I'm going to be able to get in those jeans that's been in my closet for two years that I brought that I have not been able to get into. I'm going to go buy me a nice pair of shoes to wear to go work out. So find your excitement. What excites you, right? What makes you feel comfortable and confident when you go ready to start a fitness journey? And And I feel like as an adult, The majority of us know these things. The majority of us have been on fitness journeys time after time, month after month, year after year, but sometimes we just fall off and go back to those same old bad habits. So find your excitement. Find what makes you happy and why you're doing it, all right? Number two, y'all, know your why. Why the hell are you doing it? Are you doing it because you're trying to get a revenge body because your last relationship didn't go well? Are you trying to get somebody's attention or are you just trying to lose weight? Are you trying to feel better? Just want to be more active? Or you got some fitness goals you want to hit? Define your why. And when you define your why, when you get weak and you start struggling, go back to that why. Why would you start? I want to feel better, right? And I want to be more active. That's why I started. And that's my why behind it. You know, a lot of times I would always tell my clients, And even when I meet with them today, I say, hey, you need to find a fitness goal. And even if that goal is just to lose weight, I'm okay with that. But let's talk about that, because I think sometimes people take fitness goals and they align it to I got to lose weight. I got to build a bigger booty. Ladies, I know y'all love that about working out. Some of y'all anyways. Right. And and we take that goal and we try to massage it into our overall uh, fitness journey. Right. And it's OK to have a goal. But what I'm the point I want to make is that if your goal is not to have a bigger booty, that's OK. If your goal is to be able to get on a stair stepper and do it for 20 minutes, that's a hell of a goal. That's perfect. If your goal is to be able to go hike one of the biggest mountains out here, because I'm in Arizona, y'all. And, and one of the mountains that a lot of people hike, the challenging ones are are um, the Pasco or Peak, I've heard, which I've never done that, and Camelback now mind you i have done camelback and when i seen that mountain from looking down looking up i thought to myself oh god i'm gonna die today (laughs) it's happening it's going down today you're not gonna make it james and and, and so when you think of a fitness goal it doesn't have to always be in relation to i gotta lose weight i want to see my abs it can be just overall you want to be more active you want to get out and enjoy mother nature Those are goals, y'all. And so when you set a goal, you should be setting a goal. Think of everything in retrospect of of what a fitness journey will be like to you. Right. Don't just encompass it with I got to lose weight. Right. I got to lose this stomach. I don't want to lose because your fitness goal may not be like your neighbors. It may not be just that. It may be something different. Right. And I always say that. If you are trying to lose weight because you went through a bad relationship and and you're trying to get that revenge body, because it happens a lot, y'all. A lot of us try to get back and, and get that revenge body and and try to make the person that we was with maybe jealous or look at what you don't have no more. I get that. But my concern with that type of goal is that when the steam from that rolls off, are you going to fall back to your old uh, your old lifestyle? Are you going to fall back to, to eating unhealthy, to being unhacked un, unactive, inactive, excuse me, right? So that's what I worry about when that's the scenario. But if that's your overall goal and your goal is to make baby mom and baby daddy jealous, by all means, have at it. Just make sure that your intentions about it is right. Okay. Number three, focus on nutrition. This is where I think a lot of us fail. This is where we do fail. I take think out of it. This is where a lot of us fail. We want to be active. We want to go to the gym. We want to work out. We want to see some results, but we don't change and focus on our nutrition. You got to change your nutrition, y'all. You've got to start eating things that are healthier for you. And when I say change nutrition, I'm not asking for you to make a change overnight. I'm not asking you to go from eating hamburgers and bad food and pizza to eat nothing but chicken and rice. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that you've got to start making healthier choices. I use a perfect, I use this as an example. When you go to the store, you want to buy a bag of potato chips, right? And you have your bag of potato chips. That's not the greatest. And you have some bag of potato chips these days and now they make they're a little bit better for you. They got protein potato chips. They got protein. They got chips now that are baked versus fried. I don't know if all that makes a difference but I will say this y'all it's a healthier choice hey right? anything with less calories anything with less fat anything with with less saturated fat or whatever whatever they say it is it's a better bit it's it's a better choice for you right less calories less fat more protein more healthy shit right those things are better for you so when you focus on nutrition again you as your coach, I'm not asking you to make a change overnight. I'm just simply asking you to make better choices. And then over time, when you make those better choices, then you start making more better choices. And then you can move yourself to eliminating a lot of the bad stuff that you, don't, that you no longer should be putting in your body. Minimize it. It's okay to have that donut. It's okay to have those cookies, but min- at, at, at a minimum, right? It's like a, a cheat meal. A lot of people talk about the cheat meal. And if you had a cheat meal three times a week, it's no longer a cheat meal. It's part of your nutrition. A cheat meal is something you should do once every five to seven days, at least in my opinion. Someone else may tell you a cheat meal look different. But in my opinion, if you got some some fitness goals you're trying to achieve, I would keep that cheat meal to, to to at least every five days or at the most seven days a week, once a week. Right. So make your choices um, over time, okay? Eat the foods that your body love and eat the foods that agrees with your body. And the reason why I say that y'all is because I could eat something that's really good for me like Brussels sprouts, right? Let's say I could eat Brussels sprouts and I can, I love Brussels sprouts and they good for me. My body responds really well to them. The other person who eats Brussels sprouts, it it makes them gassy, it makes their stomach bloated, it keeps them on the toilet. So if if Brussels sprouts do that to your body, don't eat them. Eat the food that loves you. There's way more other vegetables than just Brussels sprouts. But you got to go through trial and error to understand what's good for your body and what's not good for your body. And I'll say this, y'all, when it comes to eating healthy foods that's good for your body versus bad foods. Bad foods, McDonald's, Burger King, all those fast food choices, we know those don't make us feel great afterwards. We know they're unhealthy choices, but a lot of times we still eat them because it's it's satiating, right? We want to feel the satisfaction of how that cheeseburger make you feel. Uh, My wife used to say it best, uh, food porn, I got a party in my mouth. Right. And that's why we choose the foods we don't. That's not good for our body that our bodies don't love because it's a party in our mouth It's satiating. We like the flavor. But I'm here to tell you, there are foods out there that are healthy for you that taste just as good as bad foods. But you got to go through the trial and the elimination of what's good, what your body loves and what your body don't love. All right. So back to what I said, eat the food that your body loves and you know what those are. Drink water. Whew, this is a big one, y'all, because a lot of us get so trapped up in our day that we forget to drink water all day long. And I, I was silent there because I was drinking my water. So 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 back to my point, y'all, you got to drink the water. Water has a lot of benefits to it. It does. And And, and there's there's. Researchers out there say we should be drinking a gallon, gallon of water a day. We should be drinking eight glasses. We should be drinking the water before we eat. I'm, excuse me. We should be drinking a glass of water before we eat. A glass of water after we eat. There's all these different researches out there when it comes to water. But as your fitness coach, I'm not going to tell you what you should be drinking, how much water. What I'm going to say: drink as much water as possible throughout the day. Okay. And the reason why I said it, if you focus on drinking as much as you can, you're going to take that water goal out of it. You eliminate the water goal of what you should be having. And when you eliminate the water goal, you're not going to put so much pressure on yourself to drink it. Um, I know when I used to carry my gallon of water around by a particular time, midday, I wanted to be halfway through that at least, uh, maybe uh, past a halfway point. And, and, and when I realized I wasn't there, my mind just starts going crazy. Like, oh God, you, you, you didn't drink your water limit to where you should be. We're eight hours into the day. And so here I am trying to down all this water. And because I'm down, trying to down all the water to get to where I need to be, my stomach is feeling bloated. I got to keep going to the restroom every 10 minutes. Right. And not that that's a bad thing. I feel like water flushes out the bad toxins. Your body needs that. Right. But still, if you're drinking it in excess because you're trying to catch up to a water goal, you might bloat yourself. Right. So, again, I'm not putting the parameter and saying what you should be drinking. If you drink a gallon of water a day, perfect. I love that. But if you drink as much as you can, as much as possible, I love that more than anything because at least I know you are making an attempt to drink some more water. All right. Water has a lot of benefits. Like I said, you, you know, you ever see someone who drinks a lot of water, their skin is really, really pure, they're, they, they're glowing. They, they say when women find a new guy in their life or they're getting some good sex somewhere or they're pregnant, they're glowing, right? Well, that's what water does. It gives you that glow. So, ladies, I'm here to tell you, it don't take you getting some good ding-dong <laughs> to have that glow, all right? <laughs> Just drink your water, all right? One thing big about water for me is it helps curbs, curbs my appetite. It helps me not binge eat. It curbs my hunger to where when I do get ready to eat, I'm not eating a whole lot because I feel like like I've lost out somewhere on some nutrition, right? So if you drink the water in between your meals, when you actually eat your meals, you're going to feel a little bit fuller and you're going to be satisfied. You're not going to be hungry an hour later. You're going to be able to hold yourself for two and a half, three hours, right? And so drink your water is very important. It flushes out the bad toxins that your body try to hold on to. It comes in and you get it out. Right. And, you know, they have a lot of good substitutes out there for water. I know for myself, I like the bubbly because the bubbly gives me like that soda fizz. And I'm not a soda drinker, y'all, I'll be honest. I quit drinking soda 15 years ago. I have one occasionally, probably here and there. I can't even when the last time I had one now, but it gives me that 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 soda fizz when I drink the bubbly. So it reminds me of like, hey, I'm drinking the soda. I get the carbonation, at least it feels like it. And and it's just water and it has a little bit of flavor. And so to me, I really love that. They got the, the zero zero sugar, the different water, flavorings you put in your water, those are great for you as well. You know, nothing's wrong with those, but um, I just would watch how much I add to my water and how often. Because again, a lot of things say zero sugar, but it still has sugar in it. Remember that. All right. So water has a lot of benefits. Make sure you drink as much as possible. Let's talk about the eating. All right. (laughs) Let's talk about, and the reason why eating is very important is because you got to eat to lose weight. You've got to eat to energize your body. You've got to eat for your body to get the proper nutrition and the vitamins that it needs. And if you're not eating, you're not doing that. You're not getting those benefits that your body needs, right? So again, like I said about the eating, you got to eat a couple of times a day. Some people eat three meals a day. Some people eat five. Some people eat six. Me, myself personally, I'm a five to six meal guy a day, but I break up these meals for every uh, throughout the day. I eat every two and a half, three hours, maybe three and a half um, at the most throughout the day. And if you count that out, that ends my day at about five meals a day. I want to say when I'm at work, when I pack my when I, when I do my meal prep on Sundays, I have about uh, three meals at work, uh, including a snack and then when I get home after the gym is a shake and then I close out my, my night with a, with a light meal. So I'm at about five, but you could do three, right? Your breakfast, your lunch and your dinner. Just make sure that you are eating on three. and that if something gets hectic, that you're still in taking on street. What I don't want you to, what I don't want you to do is when you're having, when you focus on three meals, some goes haywire and you only get one or two meals. That is not good for your body. Okay. And so make sure you eat just make healthier choices. All right. What is your relationship with food like? And the reason why I bring that up is because that's very important. What is your relationship like food like? What What struggles do you have with food? If, you are, if you're if you a stress eater, if you're a person who takes food and you're using it to replace happiness, if you take food in replacement of something else, you're going to find yourself binge eating when you get sad. You're going to find yourself overeating when you get mad. You're going to find yourself eating or making bad choices when you're having a bad day. So fix your relationship with food, but you got to find out what is your issue with food? Why do you overeat and why do you make unhealthy choices? Right. I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't want to take a supplement. I don't want to drink a shake. Y'all know I'm big on my Herbalife. I'm a distributor and I'm always big distributor for Herbalife. So if you want it, I got it. But my point is, is that I've heard people say, well, I don't want to drink a shake. All you drink is shakes? No, that's not true. I drink a shake and I still eat. But I go back to my to my to my point about supplements is because a lot of people be like, well, I don't want to drink that. I don't want to take that. I'm not spending my money on that. Y'all, if your relationship is not good with food and you've always had the same struggles with the weight gain, losing weight. feeling like you have no energy struggling when it's time to go to sleep at night. You've got to try something different. So you getting a supplement like Herbalife is not the worst thing for you. You gotta try something different. Like I said, if you got a bad relationship with food and over the last 15, 20 years, you have not been able to to achieve a fitness goal, let alone sustain it throughout the year, then that tells me that your relationship with food is not great. Whether you overeating or not eating at all, it's the same concept, right? And when you talk about that concept, what is it that's making you make a bad choice? And again, I point the arrow back to supplements because supplements do a couple of things for you. It keeps you on track. Herbalife, you have a shake every two and a half, three hours. You incorporate some healthy meals, right? Now you have a plan. You're taking a supplement, a meal replacement shake and using it as a meal, but you're still eating food around it. You see what I'm saying? You're not just focused all on food because I feel like with food, some of us don't know what our body loves and we end up making a bad choice. We want to make a great choice. The intent is there, but because our relationship with food isn't the greatest, we have no supplements to fall back on. We end up making a bad choice. And so when I tell you supplements is not bad for you, I say it loud and clear. It's not bad for you, especially if you've always had a bad relationship with food. You need something different in your life, and why not try herbal life? I made a rhyme there, y'all right? <laughs> That's my new thing now. <laughs> so yes, y'all, supplements is good for you. So don't ever knock supplements. Don't knock it till you try it. A lot of people are like, oh, it's so expensive. So would you eat not every night at fast food? You not count those dollars. But when they talk about you getting healthy find healthy supplements, you count those dollars. See the difference, y'all? Number six, you should be sleeping six to eight hours a night. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I only need four hours. Three and a half suits me well. Five is good for me. No, y'all, six to eight hours asleep. Some of y'all who struggle with anxiety and stress and depression, you're not sleeping. That's why your body is, that's why you are in fight or flight mode all day. Your body isn't resetting itself. It's not recovering because you're only getting two hours of sleep a night. You stand up all night long. Your mind is running in the middle of the night. You're stressed out. You're worried. You don't know what to do the next day. You don't know what's going to happen. You're supposed to be asleep at nighttime. Let me say it this way to simplify it for everybody when you sleep for six to eight hours, you know what you're not doing? You're not overthinking. You're not stressed out. You're not in a depression. You don't feel it when you sleep. So if you're not sleeping, you feel all these effects, right? But then you add to sleep six hours, six to eight hours a night. Now your body's recovered, right? Now your mind is re-energized. Now your body can finally go through the recovery process of building back your muscles that you broke down at the gym. Now your body can recover from COVID that you've had, maybe a bad cold or sinus infection. You see why sleep is so important. And the number one benefit from sleep to me y'all is energy. It, It has you, it has you energized. It has you feeling good. And when you have energy and feeling good, you can deal with people who get on your nerves. You can deal with people who get under your skin because guess what? You recovered. You're energized to deal with their personality. You have the energy now and the stamina to turn your cheek when someone says something you don't like because you got your six to eight hours of sleep. So don't ever let somebody tell you the six to eight hours of sleep is too much. Is, 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 uh, it's too much. That's perfect. So, y'all, let's quit sleeping two or three hours a night. And let's focus on six to eight hours a night. They got sleep aids out there. Y'all just got to take them. And I know some of y'all going to say, it don't work for my body like that. Some do work for your body. You got to figure out what it is. I know my daughter, um, the way her body is set up. Y'all hear I said it. the way her body is set up, the way my checking account is set up. Um, the way her body is set up is that if she drinks coffee, it knocks her out. I mean, I've never seen someone drink coffee like that and just knock out. But her, her body works that way. Coffee shuts her down. And so if some of y'all that's drinking coffee in the morning thinking it's working, you, waking you up and it's shutting you down, it might be what you need to go to sleep. But again, things are trial and error. You got to buy sleep aids. You got to try drinking coffee. You got to try what's good for your body that's going to help you relax at night. I do a couple of things, y'all. I have a sleep aid. Um, I take sleep now. I take relax now. I got some little... Um, some little tinctures my wife got me from the herbal store that you rub it on like your your temple and 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 and, and, and you know I put on my nose area y'all because it's it's all about the smell right um with the oils it's all about the smell so I put them right here and I'm pointing like y'all can see me right but I put them right around my nose area to where I smell them put them on my wrist and now my body is is taking in that scent and so every time it takes in that scent it's starting to relax more and more and more and next thing I know. I wake up from a great night's sleep. We should be sleeping all night long. You shouldn't be waking up two or three times a night. And if you if you are to go pee, that's okay. But other than that, if it's not for that and your mind just keep running, then that tells me your sleep aids not working. You need to find something different for you. All right. So y'all, my close is the close now, is just what I gotta say is have a plan. When you have a plan, there's results. Like I said earlier, when I first kicked the thing off, when things get tough, when you start to doubt, doubt yourself and you don't know where to go next, when you have a plan in hand, you can be successful. All these five different things, think positive, know your why, focus on nutrition, drink water, eat and sleep. That's a plan for you. So y'all, you take that, I'm asking you to get a piece of paper, write down a plan of what's going to work for you for the next four to six weeks, implement it, use it and execute it. All right, y'all. As I always say about this time, that's my two cents on y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Have a wonderful day. God bless. And I love y'all. Peace.